0: Hey, this is Sujin.
1: And Aaron on the Growth Mapping Podcast, where we break down what really happens behind the scenes in the world of marketing.
0: We're going to show you what works and what doesn't, and we'll be interviewing some of the biggest names in the online world.
1: You'll learn the strategies, tactics, and tricks that really move the needle and drive massive results.
0: What's up, everybody? Sujin and Aaron here. Today, I'm going to pick Aaron's brain on LinkedIn. We're going to talk about how to leverage LinkedIn as a platform. We've talked a lot about you know, social media. We've talked a little bit about LinkedIn, but today I want to dive in because Aaron's been crushing it on LinkedIn. I've been secretly stalking him. <laughs> and <laughs> So Aaron, um, you know, first of all, what's changed? Like, what's, what's happening with LinkedIn?
1: There's a few changes, but I guess uh, overall when you look at it, they're really trying hard to be uh, a popular social network. And just like any social network that exists, being vulnerable and creating connections like real human connections with people are just absolutely killing it. And in saying that as well, um, LinkedIn, just again, like Facebook and wherever else, they really care about natively created content. A big part of the goal for them is to keep as many LinkedIn people in LinkedIn as possible. And so their algorithm is heavily favoring content that does that. And I'm happy to go into that deeper.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. So Obviously, all these social networks, I feel like it It looks like uh, LinkedIn is actually taking social media seriously and the social network element of it seriously. So talk to me about what you're doing.
1: Yeah, look, well, I guess for anyone that's been keeping an eye on LinkedIn and, and seeing what's happening, you would have seen that there's a lot of people, including myself, working on status updates. So what, what's happened in the past is people have written a couple of sentences as their status update or they've dropped in a link to their latest article or curated content that they thought was valuable and worthwhile to people but what a lot of people don't know is that LinkedIn give you 1300 characters of space as a status update in LinkedIn so um what that means is that you can actually craft a significant um, and impactful story you know it's a little bit restricted 1300 characters means that you have to um, get to the point pretty fast and provide a lesson and everything But if you can work within that sort of restriction and make sure that you are focusing on not providing any links out to any other source and literally just making it pure text, the amount of reach that the algorithm gives you is astonishing at the moment. Awesome. I can, I can say, yeah, I I can say I've seen stats of um, people I'm connected with and, and people I'm working with who are getting five six million visits and, and views of their status update people reading it um, tens of thousands of likes and shares tens of thousands of comments it's ridiculous
0: nice nice to be blunt i don't know from the things i've seen i don't know that it actually moves the needle in terms of followers or meaningful views or numbers but it it does sure feel good doesn't it <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, but, um, look, I've, I've, I, haven't, um, done the millions and millions of views per single, um, update. However, um, in to- I've been getting millions of views per month across a number of different update, uh, a number of different updates. And I can say prior to starting doing this, I was, um, you know, getting a handful of connection requests here and there. Every time that I launch one, um, when I wake up in the morning, I have, uh, two, 250 new connection requests. I have loads of messages from people saying, hey, that really impacted me. And you know, I've got people asking me for life advice, which don't do that. I, I haven't got good life advice. <laughs> I've got good business advice, but not life advice. And yeah, it's it's actually moving the needle in that perspective. I'm getting interview requests. There's um brand, like general brand that is oftentimes hard to measure. That is increasing significantly um by doing this exact thing.
0: Nice. So let's let's dive in. Okay. So you said good story, right? I see – I mean from an outside perspective and I, I've been talking to a fo- few folks internally and they, they've just been begging me to try the strategy and I'm, I'm kind of just too lazy. This time around, I'm going to wait and see. But um, but so there's a good story. I always see this one or two lines and it says see more and it's like I'm kind of on the edge of my seat with this emotional like – what what's this, this emotional cliffhanger? What's behind this see more, right? Like, is that what you're doing?
1: Yeah, definitely. So as a, as a standard amount of space that LinkedIn gives you, um, I think it's about three lines, um, as like a snippet of what the update is. And then it'll give you the see more button to press to see the rest of the post. So if you're careful and. And crafty like there is a good recipe that goes into creating this content and some of that is the structure if you're doing good spacing it means that you your first line you've got first line and then a space and then a second line and then the see more button which means within those two lines you have to have the ability to convince people to click the see more button so you have to hook them pretty hard and fast to convince them to see more and and then use a very clever copywriting from there forward to, to get them to the end of the post and, and engaging
0: Definitely. It sounds to me kind of like a good old fashioned sales email, right? Like get people hooked, get people through that story to that like emotional side. But um, let's fast forward a second. What else are you doing on LinkedIn? Like, I, I mean, that can't be the only thing. I know that's a huge thing. Don't get me wrong. But I see you doing some other stuff. Talk about that.
1: Yeah, look, it is a huge thing. It's, there's more views and traffic and engagement that we can get there than on any blog or anywhere that I'm guest posting for at the moment. So it is a big focus and doing really well. But you're right. It's not the only thing happening on LinkedIn. There's, there's so much that you can do if you're smart with it. So we have um, a group, the uh, global marketing leaders network. And within that group, all of the people that are in that group are our target clients as a business. right? So it's it's marketers and CMOs and, and whatnot. So we invite them to be part of that group. We curate and share content and engage with people. And what that allows us to do is we've then got access to be able to direct message these people or to send group announcements out. And anytime you send a group announcement out, that hits their email inbox. So essentially what we're doing is using LinkedIn's targeting and filtering to focus on our exact target clients as a, as an agency and as a business, then adding all those people to the group and then being able to have them as pretty much like an email opt-in list. We can hit their inbox whenever we want with, um, updates of our own content, um, interviews we've done, helpful information, obviously providing value, but it is another way of, of accessing exactly who we want. You know, with an email list, you don't know who you've got on there all the time. With this group, you know who you've invited and you know their job roles and positions. And um, so it's a very targeted way of getting the right people um, as an audience for you.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so have you? do you have any stats on that? Can you share like what the open rates are or, or number, maybe even just like the number of clicks you get?
1: Can't see open rates, What I can, and it's, it's a little bit difficult at the moment because we've just transitioned from it being an American owned, uh, sorry, an Australian only group to open it to be global. So things are changing there in terms of volume and everything. But what I can say is that we've been using this tactic for about five years now. And um, yeah, that, that's the first part of the tactic, getting that audience together. The second part of the tactic is how smart you are with direct message campaigns. And so what we're doing is setting up you know, four or five um, message sequences where we, we've got the right audience. We're then hitting them up saying, here's a great bit of content. Um, you know, check this out, thought this would be valuable to you, whatever else, um, providing value and then hitting them up for a, an ask at some point once the relationship's built. And what I can say is from the very first month of doing this work, we closed a client that we've still got today, um, that was worth, I think in excess of six, $7,000 a month. And, and that's been over years. So that's, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars from this one tactic of this one client from month one. And it has happened forever since then.
0: Wow, nice. It sounds like you're doing good old-fashioned, like a drip campaign and seeding people content like you would do in an email. Is that right?
1: It's 100% right. And the only difference here is that we had that targeted audience to begin with. like Because of the filtering and LinkedIn and job titles and whatever else, you know that they're going to be a whole lot more interested in the content you're sharing and because they've opted into the group and they've opted into to engaging with you so um you you typically know that you're talking to marketers or CMOs and and not just people who read a cool article at some stage and thought maybe they'd connect
0: yeah super smart yeah i think that's a even when doing like cold email or types of things like that it's always good to get that social connection in the first place cuz You get validation. So cool. Any other tips? What did I not ask? What do you, what, what what should I, what should I have asked?
1: (laughs) No, yeah, I think, um, you asked the right stuff. I think there's value in sort of, um, diving a little bit deeper into those status updates just because it's one of those things where you get different things happen at different times at different networks where a big opportunity comes and you need to jump on it and seize the day and take advantage of it till an algorithm changes or until it doesn't work anymore. And one of those things is these status updates. They're just absolutely killing it. So you know, we, we sort of touched on um, get a strong hook in the in the beginning, but you really that that emotional pull you touched on. We you really need to dive deep into that. I'm finding that the minute that you can do that, you create a narrative, an emotional pull, and, and that hook, and you dive through a story, and then provide a single lesson at the end, not like five different lessons, and you be really specific as to what the impact was and um, the lesson learned, the more and, and and even things like if you're mentioning uh, you know, a lot of influencers helped me on my path, for example, you'd want to mention a couple of people. You want to be specific about details as much as you can. And then what happens is once you've written this whole thing up, you provided that lesson at the end you then got to come back and go, now I've got to chop out unnecessary words and cut it down to impactful statements within 1,300 characters. So a big part of it is, yeah, you can be handed the formula, which is what we're doing now, but I've seen loads of other people jump on and try try it with a formula and they might get five, ten thousand 10,000 views just naturally because of the algorithm. But the minute you start researching and understanding um, copywriting and Actually trying hard uh, from that perspective to, you know, to follow the right rules and make sure you're hooking people in and all of that. The minute that you're following copywriting best practice, then it it actually just blows up. And the thing is, the other, what other people do is they'll give it a shot and they'll get 10, 15,000 views and go, yeah, that was awesome and, and stop it. But imagine for me, if I knew I could get 10 or 15,000 views instantly when I posted 1300 characters, Right. I hands down, I'm going to be creating one a day at minimum and sending it out there because that's more views than you can get pretty much anywhere else and it's free.
0: Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, and I mean this is pretty much what you just described here is pretty much what pulse was early on, right? So yeah. when you get in early, and I'm I'm not gonna do this and we'll just see what happens. <laughs> when you get in early into a network, you build that following and and it's something that they can't take away from you, even if the tactic dies.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, I, I missed out on on getting uh, benefits out of Pulse. I I publish a lot of articles there, and still don't get the sort of interest that I'd like, which is annoying. But the, yeah, the the status updates are really working. And look, another tip on doing it is that the way that the um, LinkedIn algorithm works is that it's all focused on. Um, the, the minute that you launch or you publish, your content gets shown to a sample audience. And if that sample audience engages, likes, shares, and comments, and it looks, you know, it's not raising any flags in terms of words that shouldn't be used or whatever else, then um, LinkedIn then says, okay, well, now I'm going to, you know, it's passed that test and passed that filtering. Now we're going to just explode it and show it to a wide range of people and, and keep monitoring the engagement. So what's important is, if you're going to publish something, get some people, get some engagement happening as fast as you can. You know, message friends, family, coworkers, and say, "Hey, look, I'm just publishing this. I'd love you to get involved in the conversation or share it." Um, and that's going to go a long way towards helping boost things from the beginning.
0: Yeah, and that's what Pulse was as well. I mean, when you, it they looked at. I, I can't speak to what this is, but when when Pulse was out, I mean, it's still there, but in its heyday, when they were really pushing that. It was all about velocity in the first hour of it being published, and that would get people, the editorial team, to then pick it up into the channel. Either way, all of these social networks is all about, what whether it's Facebook, Twitter, what have you, it's all about getting your friends, your family, begging, borrowing, whatever you can do to get it early on, that traction. And then if it picks up steam, you know, good. If not, try again.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And look, I guess one of the last things that's worthwhile, definitely worthwhile covering is um, native video for LinkedIn. So they've, you know, the beta has become available and and loads of people are jumping on board. I've got access to it. I've not done one yet. Um, I've been hearing mixed reports. I've got some people saying that the reach is outstanding and logically it would make sense that they would allow the reach to be outstanding because they're trying to promote and get people on it and You know, video to pretty much every other network, like Facebook just gets amazing views and, and coverage. So, and reach. So I assume LinkedIn are going down the same path. However, I've seen mixed reports. I haven't jumped on yet. I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot soon, but you know, video takes a different type of requirement in terms of a content strategy. You know, text posts are, you can sit there and work on and edit it and whatever else. If you're going to do it on video, there's just a few more elements to consider. And so before jumping in on that, I just want to make sure I've got the content strategy right. But, I have a feeling just like everywhere else, video is going to be very big on LinkedIn.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the world is going back to video, right? I mean, it kind of came in in 2006, hot and heavy with YouTube. It peaked, but I think now the business world is using video. And I love video because uh, it shows, it separates the the BSers. Anybody can write content, and paraphrase someone else's content, but you can kind of tell if they're bullshitting on a video or better than at least on on uh, unwritten
1: yeah and look it takes another level of vulnerability for people as well, and I guess as you said it separates separates people so if you're willing to take that extra step, be that extra bit vulnerable, put that extra effort into a video content strategy uh, I am pretty sure the networks including LinkedIn are going to see look upon that very favorably
0: yeah one of the things I want to just add here how I've been using LinkedIn and this is just one simple thing is um and this this might be you know very basic but it it works I think a lot of people glance over this so Anytime I do a webinar, a talk, and I get a list of emails, I I actually the, I send them a piece of content saying thanks for joining. You know, here's my you know here's you know follow up article or make sure I, you know I reference this in the article. But also, P.S. Let's connect on LinkedIn and you know continue the conversation. And so I've I've seen so many people actually I've I've gotten hundreds and hundreds of connections on LinkedIn, and my open rates of people for my emails are actually higher right because you're sending kind of a, an email to a list uh, that's not necessarily yours they haven't opted into hearing from you but if you can get those people to connect um, they're going to be lifelong followers you know you're going to need a lot more traction on your linkedin as well so i've seen that work from the last three uh three three webinars
1: i've done absolutely look I, I think we could uh we could probably talk for three hours on this stuff but i think we've covered some of the some really good points there awesome guy. Got- yeah, thanks, Aaron,
0: for sharing your, uh, your, um, your LinkedIn strategy. If you guys have any questions, definitely ping us. Show up at our doorsteps. That's how you get your fastest answers. <laughs> but otherwise, you can email us and um, you know, catch you next
1: time. And that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you have questions, reach out to us at hello at growthmappingpodcast.com as we would love to hear from you. We believe we've delivered value to you. If you agree, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the best way you can say thanks. So thank you, and we'll catch you next time.